Three reasons why God wants victims of abuse to cry out. The second reason is, crying out protects other potential victims. On this episode of Between the Lines. Well, welcome back to Between the Lines. I'm Peter LaRufa. And as I've mentioned on previous episodes, I preached a sermon entitled, How Should Christians Respond to Abuse on March 24, 2019 at Grace Fellowship Church. Once again, I'll post a link to that sermon if you want to listen to it. Heads up, it is rather long. Or you can log on to graceky.org forward slash sermons and find it for yourself. In the last episode, uh, I focused on the first point that I made was that this, Christians should know that hope and help for both the offender and the abused starts with a cry. And we looked at Deuteronomy 22, verses 23 and following, and I'm in the middle of explaining three reasons I believe God wants victims to cry out. In the last episode, we looked at the fact that crying out gives victims the opportunity to not live as what the Bible describes as desolate people. The second reason that God wants victims to cry out is this, and it might seem rather elementary, but I think it, it's, it's worth noting. Crying out protects other potential victims. You see, when someone cries out and says, this has happened to me, when, when a victim of abuse chooses to step into the light in that way, it's an opportunity for him or her to protect other would-be victims. In my sermon, I referenced uh, an author and biblical counselor by the name of Jim Neuheiser, and he wrote of his experience with a trusted friend and partner in ministry. And although that man was respected and revered by churches and leaders for over 20 years, he unfortunately used his position of influence and power to take sexual advantage of women for virtually his entire adult life. And one person cried out and said, hey, this happened to me. And as a result, someone else said, this happened to me too, followed by another and another and another and so on. And as they came forward, each of those victims wept. Why? Because they thought that they were the only victim. And they kind of thought that if they had sooner cried out, perhaps they could have prevented future assaults from happening. You see, a victim coming forward to say, this happened to me, is actually one of the most selfless, life-giving things a person can do. It's selfless in that it takes tremendous courage to do that. It takes tremendous trust in the Lord and tremendous trust in the person to whom the victim is disclosing the abuse to. The act in and of itself is not inherently selfish, but rather selfless. And it's rather life-giving because abuse thrives in silence and darkness. Abuse escalates in silence and darkness. The effects of abuse spread like a cancer in silence and darkness. And so somebody coming forward and saying, this has happened to me, uh, that's one of the most life-giving things a person can do because it can prevent a future potential victim from being hurt. And people need to be taught to cry out and need to be taught to ask for help. Now, there could be many motives at work in the heart of somebody who is coming forward. I don't know the heart of everyone. I certainly don't know your heart. But if you are the victim of abuse, you certainly want to make sure that your heart is right before the Lord as you do this. You want to make sure that you are not acting in vengeance, that you're not acting in an unrighteous anger. And this is really hard to do because if you're a victim of abuse, you've been hurt. You've been harmed in a way that is perhaps unspeakable. You may not even know 
how to do this. And so I want to recommend that you seek out the counsel of a trusted friend, a trusted church leader, or perhaps a ministry. And I want to recommend one ministry to you that you may not be familiar with, but I want to make sure that you at least check out. Now, this is a ministry that's particularly for women, and the ministry is called Healing Hearts Ministries International. And I'm just on there. Uh, you can find them at healinghearts.org. I'll post a link in the podcast notes to them. Uh, I know some people who are Healing Hearts certified counselors, and uh, I, I know of the work that they've done with uh, women in our own church. I just recommended them to a woman outside of our church. I just want to read to you uh, how they describe themselves on their website. It says, gospel-centered, grace-driven counseling for those wounded by their past. Compassionate Healing Heart Certified Counselors are here to guide you through discovering how God's Word offers hope and healing from tragedies and afflictions such as sexual abuse, domestic violence, abortion, rape, and catastrophic loss. And you can find a host of resources and a lot of information on their website. Right now, it says they have active, 84 active online clients. So they not only minister to people one-on-one, face-to-face, but they also have a tremendous online ministry. If you perhaps are in a part of the country or the world where you don't have access to a Healing Hearts certified counselor, uh, they can minister to you online. Now, this ministry in and of themselves is focused on women. But I know that if you reach out to them, if you are a male who's been a victim of abuse, they could perhaps point you in the right direction of another ministry that is similar to them that would be geared towards men. If you perhaps you want to speak to somebody, but maybe you don't want to speak to somebody right there in your church, maybe you're not comfortable and you want somebody to come alongside you, I bet they could point you in the right direction if you happen to be a victim of abuse who are male. But if you are among the majority of victims of abuse who are female, Healing Hearts Ministries International is a wonderful group of people who would be able to give you hope and help and point you in the right direction and walk with you as you choose to make this uh, very important, very selfless step to make sure that your heart is right, to make sure that you are pleasing in how you would approach this uh, situation. Um, I was uh, working with uh, someone and Healing Hearts came alongside this person and helped uh, her to make sure that her heart was right before the Lord, before she confronted somebody who had uh, inflicted her with abuse earlier in her life and brought her to a point uh, of wanting to be reconciled to this person and wanting to uh, uh, have a relationship with this person because she believed that that was possible, um, even though there had been much harm done in the past. And Healing Hearts came aside, came alongside this uh, woman And I saw the Lord use them to change uh, her from an angry, bitter uh, uh, woman to someone who now wanted to confront this other person, not out of anger, not out of bitterness, but seeking to be reconciled with them and uh, to confront them in a way that they would know uh, that they wanted to uh, see them reconciled with the Lord and see them be free from the bondage of sin and shame that so often accompanies all sin, but especially the sin of sexual abuse or domestic abuse. Um, If a person comes forward in this way, then the person who had been sinned against is out of the darkness of what only he or she knew, and then they are standing in the light. And as a result, if there are other victims, they are encouraged to also stand in the light. They no longer think they're the only ones, and they too can come forward. And hopefully, by God's grace, as a result, the offender can be stopped. And so if you happen to be 
a victim of abuse. And if you're living alone in the silence, in the darkness, and you're the only one who knows what has happened to you, oh, friend, I want to encourage you to really consider uh, how coming forward and saying this has happened to me in a responsible way could be something that the Lord would use in your life and also to prevent uh, this abuse from escalating and being carried out in uh, the lives of other people. So I hope that you'll prayerfully consider that. I hope that you'll reach out to someone that you can trust, uh, someone whom you know loves you, hopefully also loves Jesus Christ, and could help you take this responsible, uh, like I said, life-giving, very difficult, uh, but God-honoring steps so that other people may not suffer as well, and so the offender can receive the help that he or she needs. And that's what we'll talk about in the next episode of Between the Lines. And so know that as I post this episode, I don't post it lightly. I don't think this is uh, an easy thing to deal with. I will be praying for you, listener, if this is speaking to you. If the Lord happens to be using this measly podcast to bring something to your attention, oh, it's my hope and prayer that you would submit, not, not to what I'm saying, but to really lean into what the Lord might be calling you to do at this time in light of what has happened to you. Because friend, believe me, everything is better in the light.